And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. This is episode 11, Mike. 11, baby, sticks. That's your number, huh? Number 11. Number 11. 1998 to 2001 FIU Baseball. Number 11. They used to I call remember, me Sticks. I remember that guy. Remember that guy? He was pretty good. That yeah, was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good team. 20 years ago. Better than the Canes oh, at the yeah, time. Way better. Better than the Canes at the time. Way better. But yes, welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Quick shout out to Sammy Love for, for the music. Exclusive. So good. I love that word. Exclusive. So good. <laughs> Exclusive so good, for the music. podcast. And that's one. And that we got six other samples we haven't even debuted yet for we do. people. We could throw. I have one here, but we'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. And hey, you know what, Mike? You know, Christmas coming up. Happy holidays to everybody. What are you doing for, for Christmas? I'm leaving on the uh, 26th. Going nice. to go up to Savannah for a couple days and then drive up to my sister's in Greenville and uh, nice. be there to about the 2nd. Drive back. To stop in Orlando. Maybe go see Mickey. Maybe. You got to go maybe, see Mickey. Maybe come straight home. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> you got to go see Mickey. For the girls, you got to go see Mickey. Let's see, man. But we had uh, the Diamond Dreams Miami. Wow. We just Instructional finished. League draft, which we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks and so weeks. So good. We had such a good time. So all of good. a sudden, Mike, I, I go see you this afternoon before I pick up Anderson at school. And all of a sudden... You tell me, hey, we're gonna have a seven team, and I'm like, what the f, dude? <laughs> seven Crazy. team? Who, who's gonna, even gonna manage it? I'll, I'll tell you what. When we when we did the evaluations this weekend, I was uh, super impressed. We had in the t-ball division, uh, 65 kids come out, and then Saturday morning, I think most of you guys were there, but I was not prepared for that. No, I we had I, 52 kids show up in the 9 a.m. six seven uh, Sunday, spot Sunday. on the Sunday Sunday. Sunday. And um, I think I had posted in total. I think we did like 164 players or something like that. And so I'll uh, I'll introduce our, so. our guests who are our coaches for this instructional league as well. David Vela, who's been part of our podcast. Did I just make history? First time. The first time. First two-time two, two time guest. Time first two-time yes. <laughs> two sure guest. Did. We talked baseball last time, Hall Absolutely. of Fame. We were watching the Aaron Judge uh, MVP against Otani live at the time. And we have Chris Chinea. Welcome Hi. to Diamond Dreams, man. Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say something in, real quick. In. We got three realtors here. We got oh. three realtors. <laughs> I usually I usually come at the top and say, hey, call me for your real estate needs. In good taste, I'm not going to do that in this. <laughs> <laughs> we, got three. We, got, we got three of them here, though. But you know what? We can all do business together. Yeah, That's absolutely. the beauty. Yes, That's the beauty. Awesome, There's man. plenty of business here in Miami. Oh, yes. Um, A ton. Listen, that draft was sizzling that draft was intense man was fun. And, and listen you know I, I know chris and you know and and, and fun was texting in in the in the in our chat earlier he's like man you know i'm losing sleep over this <laughs> i swear <laughs> to god the other day my kid wakes up at four in the morning and my wife goes over there oh, i'm gonna go check on anderson whatever and you know he's like mama whatever goes over there and i'm like at four in the morning and i'm like Damn draft, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who exactly am I going to get? Yes. No, Who no. am I going to get? My I, oldest has a cough. And so the last couple of nights I've woken up and every time I wake up. You go to your board. You go to your clipboard. <laughs> my, mind, my mind just not stopped. And it's, it's not. Listen, it, it's sleep. fun because um, I, like to, I like to set the fires on the little chats. I like to set yeah. the fires up a little bit. You know, um, but I'll tell you what, you know, we had a nice little system set up today. Yeah. You know, Michelle gets your Michelle gets your last and gets the first, gets the first pick. pick. How, does, how does that work? <laughs> and we're, we're not going to mention know? who we got, but we'll, we'll say that the but first the first pick was Owen Barney. Yeah, yeah deserved it. That kid's yeah. really good, good stuff, Michelle's yeah. son. 
And uh, I think we had a fair draft. It, it's safe, it's safe right? to say that we all got to pick our kids. And we even had a trade. <laughs> right. We had a trade. trade we won't announce we those trade. details. We, we won't announce trade. those details, but <clears throat> maybe they'll leak. Yeah, leak, we had a we had a solid trade. Yeah. But you know what, Mike? Like the for me, and I don't I don't know how it is with you guys, but to me, the toughest part of this of this draft, and you know, and Chris, like you're 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 a coach with the academy too, and you meet a lot of the people, you be, you become friends, and then you know, there's some people that you just couldn't draft and and you and you feel bad because you have the parents you know telling you like man I, I would I would like for this but just can't draft everybody. That's how it is. There's nothing you could do about it. But I feel as if everyone, um, all the teams were picked very equally. Yes, and I think we all did a great job. I think evaluating so, the players and um, everything just turned out great. Hundred percent. There, there's a couple of ways that we've done the the rosters for the for the instructional league, like we did last season. I just went ahead and got the 40 kids. We did an evaluation. Mm-hmm. I sat down with the coaches, and we just, you know, separated the rosters. Um, but I like doing the draft after a season that you have good engagement with parents, man. Like, you guys were here. You guys yeah. were involved. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, you can do the draft. And I got a million text messages. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? I said, yeah, I can help. I go, but I'm not doing any of the picking. You right, know what I'm right, saying? And right, this right. is what – and this is, you know, something that – you're not always going to play with your friends. You're not always going to play with your buddies. Absolutely. You know, you're the academy that you're in now. Like, you know, we're going through a shuffle right now in our 7U, 8U. Absolutely. Like, I dismantled the two main teams. I just completely took them apart. And, you know, that's, those are things you kind of just have to roll with and deal with. Yep. You know? so. No, and look, like, the the last instructional league, I thought it was very competitive. You know, I mean, the I was with the green team. Michelle was with the gold team. You Both of you were with the black team. And even even then, I mean, like the game, especially at the end of the season, were very competitive. Yeah, yeah. it was fun at the end, absolutely. And this year, it looks like from what I saw from the evaluations, the tryouts, and from the way that we all picked our teams, it's going to be an extremely competitive league. That's going to be good. It's going to be great. Like I said, I'm going to try to get us up to 16 to 20 games. Wow, oh, that's going to be a big time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be, be great. great. And look, you know, part part of this whole thing with the evaluation and the tryouts and all that. I went out to the six U the other day to to the tryout because my my son had a couple friends. He didn't wake up in time to go <laughs> see his friends, but I, I I went out there, and man, there was a ton of kids. But a couple of the parents who I spoke to yesterday, I was telling them the value of playing in the instructional league because you're you're gonna play within Diamond Dreams Miami. You're you're gonna get the experience. You're gonna get to meet a lot a lot of camaraderie with with teammates that you're gonna have for the next I don't know how many years. I find a lot of value in that. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it, you know, keeping an in-house league, it, it creates a lot of things. Number one, we get to adjust the rules however we want according to the average age of the kids. So having an in-house league, keeping it competitive, having an awesome field, you know, awesome umpires, which I think are, I think, better than what oh, we've, we've seen publicly. Oh, I, I think better, so, man. right? A lot better. So, yeah, man, I, I you know, we're going to, you know, last season, you know, like I told the people, when we, the COVID season, March 2020, 18, 19, when COVID came? 20. 20. 20. 20. Um, you know, we had two divisions. We had a T-ball division, four teams, and we had a 6U coach pitch division, mm-hmm. and four teams. And, you know, it, I'm happy that, you know, we got back three seasons ago. We had four teams, four teams, and then, man, we're going to bump it up to seven on this one. That's, That's incredible. Nice. That's awesome, That's man. Big, yeah. I'm super excited, man. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Like, the stuff, you know, what you're building with the academy and, and the amount of people <laughs> that, and, you know, I always... I always sing the praises of, of Diamond Dreams. Yeah, Games. man, 100%. we're gonna we're gonna floor it. You know, we're gonna floor it, and, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to develop players, the baddest players in Miami. You got it. Yes. So. 
But aside from Diamond, at least Miami, at least that's what other teams think because they're always coming here to get our players. <laughs> oh, yeah, they it always ha- go. Oh, happens, you need right? a player. Oh, let's go to the Diamond Dreams guys. They're nice guys over there. It happens. You know, I don't fight it, but uh, it's uh, flattering. One hundred percent of the day. But we're all big sports guys. We all love our our teams here in Miami and elsewhere, right? I'm a I'm a Yankee fan, and and Mike, we're we're broadcasting now from Casa Quintana. Casa Quintana, man. You showed me something that blew my mind. Your dad put a Yankees logo in the pool. There's a Yankee logo. The The pool was emptied, and uh, <laughs> my dad uh, took on a project. He's a very neat, uh, nifty guy. He took on a project to put the New York Yankee logo in the center of our pool. And That's it looks amazing. awesome. I love it. It looks awesome. It looks we neat, take the drone good. pictures. It looks really cool. Hey, so if you're a Yankee fan, you need to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got the pool for Chris, you here. If we were to list this house in the how MLS in the description, we have wow. to put only for Yankee fans. Only for a Yankee fan's <laughs> dream. The pool, the pool cannot be demolished. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's a that's a non-starter. No, I want to put a Mets logo. No, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. post on the Instagram. Want to put a Red Sox logo? No, oh, you no. can leave town right now. I don't even want to represent you but talking about the yankees you know my my old man who was a big yankee fan and your old man who was a big yankee fan had they still been here they would have mm-hmm. been extremely happy that the yankees signed carlos rodon last week we were talking about it mike with with santos perez who, who was here talking with us you know he covers the marlins for the ap rodon was he had to go to the yankees he's friends with nestor cortez miami guy they're their buddies the yankees needed another top guy Nestor's nice, Nestor's nice. But, but you need a solid yeah. two. And Carlos Rodon is a solid two, maybe even a one. Yeah. The way these teams are setting himself up, like I, like I said before, is is you got to have two guys already. Yeah. Like just having the one ace that's going to pitch in a three-game series or in a five-game series, he's going to maybe get two two outings. Two starts, yeah. They're not now. Teams are setting up with a one-two. And, you know, Rodon was the best guy on the market. Yep, absolutely. And the big fish got him. Open up the checkbook. And Chris, um, this rotation, you got Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino, and Frankie Montes, who they're still counting on. We're going to talk a little bit in a, in, a, in a bit. I think that's that may change, but as good a, as a rotation as anybody in baseball, right? It's amazing. Amazing. I love Cole. I've yeah. always loved Cole. I've always watched him pitch, and he, he does some things that leaves me mesmerized. Honestly, it's it's incredible the way he pitches. That guy's a dog. Yeah. So if you're if you're traveling to New York during the season, make sure to look at the pitching rotations because New York is stacked. Yeah, the whole so, state. Yeah. I mean, with what the Mets have done, and not Bro, just that. Like Mets, you know, yeah. you got Scherzer and Verlander. That's cool, right? And you got. But I really want to see this this Asian oh, guy, yeah. this Chinese guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's ninety eight to one hundred. Yeah, the Japanese guy. I really want to see this guy. Kodai you know, Senga. Yeah, I really want to see that guy. I think New York is a ticket, man. It's no, we were talking get last ready for the subway series. Oh, yeah. We're oh, we're yeah. talking last week with Santos, David. The guy throws a nasty splitter. When's nasty. the last time you've seen a guy with that nasty splitter? I mean, we were talking about Hideo Nomo. Right. Yeah, one of the it's, it's incredible, incredible. That pitch. I mean, all the pitchers that come from Japan, they they their pitches. I mean, this guy uh, Otani. Yeah. I mean, he has Tanaka? sixty different pitches at Tanaka when he was with the Yankees. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And high-efficient guys, too. So. Hideki Rabu was the only letdown. May he rest in peace, but, you know. <laughs> and Duque figured, you know, he was way better with the Yankees. But talking about the Yankees, Mike, I mentioned Frankie Montas when I was talking with Chris. Will they bring in another arm? They're still, we were, and we were talking to David Espinosa today. David told us, he's like, the Marlins... 
cannot keep Pablo Lopez. Pablo yeah. Lopez would be a great fit for the Yankees. Yeah. Yankees turn Glaber Torres over to, to the Marlins. To me, it's a fair trade. Yeah, I think the Yankees aren't done. I think the Yankees are going to you know, go out and, uh, and, and get someone else. And, of course, they're going to come here at the expenditure of the Marlins <laughs> and take our number two guy. But, um, yeah, I don't think they're done yet. Listen, it's, it's so early in the offseason. Like, we're so like, oh, what's going to happen? But, dude, it's so early. So many things have happened early that I wouldn't be surprised if some big splashes late. And we'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk Marlins in a little bit. But, David, going back to, to the Yankees, you know, we're talking about the arms. But in the outfield, they, they lost Andrew Benintendi. He's going to, to the White Sox, you know, after they traded for him in, in the season. He's a solid player. You're talking about Brian Reynolds from the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Marlins are after him, too, but, I mean, are the Marlins really going to pay him, right? And then Max Kepler, who I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. The guy hits about a 215. But how do you feel about Brian Reynolds? Do you think that's something that the Yankees could do? It's a good player. It's a good player. It's fun to see the Yankees after, obviously, they land Judge. Now they're going to work. Yeah. They're big guys in. Now it's time to spend this money. And th they'll get the, who they want, right? Who doesn't want to play for the pinstripes? So, um, I think, I mean, he's a good young player, right, with a lot of potential. So, I think he fits right in. And Chris, do you see um, do you see the Yankees making some more moves before? They're the Yankees. They don't Absolutely. stop. They will <laughs> never stop. Yeah, and the Yankees, you know, la last year they come out, they get Harrison Bader, who, who was their best player in the, in the playoffs. Player in the playoffs. I don't know if it was his mouthpiece yeah. or, or what it was, but that guy was nasty. He was amazing. He had three home runs in the postseason. And that's the thing. Like, how do you... How do you measure? How can you measure that? How good a guy's going to be in the postseason? You're a Yankee fan, too. And going back to when, in their heyday, right? You know, late, mid to late 90s, early 2000s. Yes, they had their big players that would spend their money. Because George would do that. But then you had your Scott Brocious, oh, yeah. your Charlie Hayes, Sotos, your Girardi, your Lairitz. You had uh, uh, Luis Soho, Luis Soho Luis came with a huge hit. You, you had those guys. So, I mean, the, the Yankees need... Guys like that. Yeah, a couple of veterans, you know. But listen, there's been a lot of veterans that have been out there to play those roles. Um, I wonder who's left out there. Well, I, I was uh, I was looking at free agents who, who are left in, in baseball. The, he, these are the, according to MLB.com, the best remaining. Jurison Profar, Adam Engel, Adam Duvall, Evan Longoria, Jose Iglesias, John Segura, Will Myers, Craig Kimbrell is still out there, believe it or not. Nathan Yovaldi. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Trey Mancini and Gary Sanchez. Longoria is your veteran there. Longoria is yeah, your guy there. He's the right one that in. stands out. Kimbrel, you know, Kimbrel's been getting hit up. <laughs> he's been getting lit up pretty good. He has, but I mean, but how, many, arm, how many decent you know? closers yeah. are there in, yeah. in baseball? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're talking about these players, right? The Marlins need a lot. The Marlins need a lot. They have one of the best young rotations I've seen in a while. With Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, uh, Edward Cabrera, goes on and on. Probably the best young arms I've seen in a while. Crappy middle relief and and a bad closer, but they need hitting. Chris, that team cannot do anything. I don't care how. But you had Sandy Alcantara losing four in a row to the, the Cardinals with a one point something ERA. The story of the franchise. They don't have hitting. They don't want to bring up hitting. They don't want to draft hitting. It's just. Something that's been going on for years. Oh, and right now, we're in a situation, I think, with the Marlins. They don't want to do anything. They don't, they don't, they don't want to do, do anything. anything. Listen, this this offseason, and we've, we've peppered each other with this, but there's been a ton of veterans 
that have signed one or two year deals, and they don't. Okay? They're quite talking about Trey uh, um, Turner um, from the Dodgers. JD JD Martinez signed a couple year JD. deal with. They uh, were even LA. in on, on supposedly and, on Bellinger. Right? You got Guriel still out there. You got late Matt Carpenter just went to San Diego for a one or one year deal. Kershaw just signed a one year deal. So you mean to tell me that the Marlins can't put together a roster of one year deals? Dude, the players are out there. Okay. I just mentioned but, some names right there, right? But that they could get, but and they I, can't I think, continue to tell us that their farm no, system is. Gonna I, I bring think up I think it's bigger than that. I think it's that the players don't want to play here. One hundred percent. They said JD took less money to become a dot. I mean, yeah. I, I would have too. Yeah. You're playing for yeah. <laughs> possibly exactly. for the World you know? Series. Yeah. So it's I don't know, man. I just this is disappointing, you know. And if they keep getting rid of their pieces and they're not going to add anything, it's just going to get worse down here, you know. So and like you were saying, like Sandy's getting people back in there. You know what I mean? So they need to be careful. No, and it, and David, it's it's frustrating because, it you know, we, we go out to the stadium, we go see it. I, I remember I took my mom's cousin who just got here from Cuba a couple months ago. And he's like, oh, you know, me encanta la pelota, me encanta la pelota. He got here on June. So when we talked in July, I'm like, I'm going to take you to a game before the season ends. Take him to a game. And he's looking at this lineup and he's looking at the averages and he goes... I'm like, yeah, he's hitting 200, you know? So, dude, it's it's beyond frustrating. I mean, to me, why not Jerickson Profar? Why not Brandon Drury? Why not Hosmer or Longoria or Trey Mancini? I yeah, mean, there's names yeah. out there, it, but... It's a shame. I mean, you know, with, with a new skipper in town, right? There should be making moves, and, and, and it's tough. I mean, there's we want to have a good team, right? We have fans, right? It's in our blood. Right, but we got to get people in the stadiums. We got to get players. We got to sign players, and it just doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen, you know. Now we have a nice rotation going with Pablo Lopez, and he's already in trade talks. Right <laughs> yeah, inside, so it's it's. it's if tough. you're not gonna do that, then go into you know go into the minors and bring up everybody. Conine's kid, uh, Gerard Encarnacion, bring them all up and see what they could do. You know, like forget about you know. I I know that they. Being on the cheap, that they don't want them to go through arbitration. They want them to have like you know they don't want their their pro time logged yet. But you got to do one or the other. You can't go. You can't run it back with these guys. My thing is that Sandy Acantara, you're just gonna prevert, preserve his arm for another organization if that Absolutely. kid doesn't pitch. He missed the 2022 playoffs. He's gonna. He's signed for another five years. He's gonna miss playoffs till twenty twenty eight. Okay, that not fair. It's not fair. Okay, it's not fair to that guy. You know what I mean? So, um, if they're not gonna do anything, trade him, deal him, get something for him, and let him go. Use those innings, man, because his prime years, the guy deserves to be there. If I'm a Hal Steinbrenner, I'm calling the Marlins and I'm like, hey, Pablo Lopez. How about Sandy Alcantara? We'll give you Glaber Torres. We'll give you Jason Dominguez and take your pick Peraza or Volpe. All of a sudden, you're talking about Garrett Cole, Rodon, Alcantara, and Nestor Cortez. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Who's going to beat that team? Right. It's going to be tough. That's to beat. Who's going to beat that team? And, and, you know, but, but I agree with Mike. As, as a season ticket holder, I mean, how frustrating is that? It sucks. It's, it sucks. it's super frustrating. You know, Listen, I like going to the stadium. I love going there. I like taking my daughter there. I like going, I like eating there. I go after yeah. practice. I love it. I absolutely love it. But, you know, it, it's frustrating, you know, because you're not really seeing any spice. You're not really seeing any substance. No. You're not really seeing anything that you're, you know. But, hey, when people come into town, you know, it's nice, you know, but like our guys, there's really, really not much to see there right now. You know what I mean? And we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the um, 
a big name who some little bit of a scandal today, right? D- David actually texted me with it. But before, you know, now that I talked a little bit of Spanglish and stuff, t- today I went and, and this is like just off the top of my head. I, w- I was thinking this and I, I really don't know the answer. But I went to go get una crema malanga at Rinconcito Argenti- eh, eh, Cubano, right? Rinconcito Latino, I think it's called, right? If if I'm ordering that in English, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> Cream of malangs. I'm like, what, what? What? How do you say malanga in English? No idea. I have no clue. Like, how would how would Michelle order that? I don't know. She would have to say malanga. I don't know. I have no idea. What Malang- is malanga? Malanga. I don't know. Malang. Malang. It's a root. It's a root. Because I know yeah, you guys want cassava, right? But I don't know about malanga. But going back to baseball, I just thought of that, and I'm like, I need to, I need to ask the guys. But <laughs> Carlos Correa. We're talking about the big whale that the Giants... Remember Santos last week? Oh. He goes, hey, Giants are going to have to make a big splash because they went after Aaron Judge. <clears throat> Nothing. And what are they going to show for the fans? They lost Rodon the day after we went on, on the podcast. They go out and get Carlos Correa. But today, they cancel the press conference because there's some some physical issues there. Got to pass those physicals. Got to take care of those bodies if you want those big contracts. You know what I mean? Um, they gave him 13 years, right? Yeah, yeah they're like going to be real tight 13, in that physical. Um, I wonder what, wonder what it was. I wonder. He looked fine last year, so I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, and you know, like, I mean, besides, like, you know, we're joking around about like the physical and all that. I hope it's not anything more serious than a a brazo or the leg or something. You know, because sometimes you go in there and you find something in the heart, something. You know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's fine. But I, you know, the, those those big contracts, they're gonna, you know, and, and remember they put insurance policies on these on these contracts, so they're gonna cross all their T's and dot all their I's, and um, let's see what happens. But that's interesting. Yep. Interesting. And for the for the Giants, Chris, like how 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 big a move is that? Because I mean, I think Carlos Correa is is a great player, but he's a guy that's burned a lot of bridges because the Yankees and the Dodgers did not want to touch him. Right. And for the Yankees, not want. To touch a player like him and his caliber, um, it really tells you exactly what you're asking me, what it is that that they're not uh, saying out loud um, to the public that maybe they found or something is wrong. Could in, be. In yeah, we will find out. Yeah. Could be. But for the Dodgers to come out and say, like, hey, you know, we don't like the way you've treated our team and the World oh, Series, man, all the trash you talked. No, I man, mean, and didn't the little cheating going on there? The, yeah, the, the garbage cans and the, yeah. the microphone and With all the that. Astros, and, yeah. and then he went out and, and you know, for, for the Yankees, right? Some people were like, oh, the Yankees are going to get Correa. When they asked him, oh, you know, you think Jeter's one of the greatest shortstops? No. He's like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you go after Derek Jeter, you're asking not to be signed it's by, funny, the, by the Both teams that they, they were accused of cheating against the Yankees and then the Dodgers are both teams that wanted to stay away from them. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't I don't, wouldn't. Don't either. cheat. Don't cheat, people. Don't cheat. Do not, do not cheat. Whether Man, it's like, Miami youth or major leagues, don't cheat. <laughs> never, never cheat. But, you know, you, you guys are big sports fans too, and, and we, we don't only talk baseball here on, on Up and In. We talk some football too. And there, there, I always say it, right, two teams that can make me throw stuff across the room, the Yankees and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And the Hurricanes when they compete. But they're not competing right now, so I haven't right. thrown anything across the room in a bit. But but the the Dolphins they play the Buffalo Bills they had that game won man they competed they they, they had it won you could blame a billion things you know for for that loss but you know the elements the the referees had a couple of a, a few pass interference calls 
you had the um, you know yeah the the, the weather you, you you had a bunch of stuff Mike McDaniel not calling runs when he probably should have called runs exactly what happened in that game I think it's just to make sure it's a it's a big moment they're in a little bit of a stretch where they they lost a couple games and it's a tough game going into Buffalo this time of the year it's not easy the defense isn't playing what they used to play last year. Whatever the reason is, I have no, no idea. And I, I talked to Chris the other yes. day about this because the defensive coordinator last year, Josh Boyer, he same, he gets he gets guy. the um, you know he gets uh, the 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 designation when when the last defensive coordinator leaves. Guy comes in, they go zero and six, I think, to right. start the season. In the beginning, yeah. All of a sudden, Brian Flores has a clipboard, and they win like seven in a row. And they ask Brian Flores, hey, are you calling plays? And he says, no, blatant lie. Like, just flat-out lie. It was, it was Josh Boyer that got the, the plays taken from him. And they have a great rest of the season. And then they keep Josh Boyer, and all of a sudden their defense forgets how to play defense. Yeah, and who's not there? <laughs> Brian Flores, Flores isn't there. Isn't, yeah. But Boyer isn't here. But we see bright spots. Because you can't, you can't tell me that you have Bradley Chubb and Christian Wilkins and Jalen Phillips and Davian Howard, who's Playing hurt, this is, has not been as a good season for him. But you can't tell me that this this defense all of a sudden forgot how to play. No, obviously the defense has been a disappointment, um, a big letdown, and they were supposed to be the the strength of the team. Everyone kept talking about the defense and that how they signed and re-signed everybody um, from last year's team um, and kept them intact because of how good they did last year, and then they're not doing what anywhere yep. close to what they did last year. I mean, I know they have a lot of injuries and everything, right? Right. That's, it happens that's fine. to every team. It happens to yeah, every team, but every other teams team adjust. Team. Other teams adjust, and it looks like the Dolphins, every, it's at every game, the first half, like they go out, they give up the points, they, they look like they can't stop anybody. Second half, they make adjustments, but guess what? It's a little bit too late. Yeah. And with, you know, with, and with the Dolphins, there's one thing for sure, Mike. Back when we were growing up, we had a huge rivalry with the Buffalo Bills, and we hated the Bills. Then it became the Jets and the Patriots throughout the years, and Buffalo was kind of like an afterthought and all that. I'm on Twitter a lot, and I see what the Buffalo Bills fans write. I hate the Buffalo Bills and all their fans because <laughs> they, like, now I can see the rivalry's back. They're passionate. That's for sure. Those fans are passionate. Well, you know, they, they had a lot of tough years where they would get bashed on, right? They were the laughing stock of the division, and now that they're on top, is their turn. But why does it why 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 does it always seem that it's a struggle for the Miami Dolphins? Because if the Miami Dolphins start 0 and 7, they're gonna finish 7 and 0. And then we're gonna say, Oh, we next had year, a good year. year, we finished strong. Next year, now we start like a Lions. Three and, and now we're like, oh, and three. why is there not like any type of consistent flow year in and year Look, out. I, now, listen, I, I, I understand winning is difficult. I'm not a football player. I understand that winning is hard, and I get that. But, dude, like, it's like the same cantaleta every year. Look, I think, I think for once there's reasons to be optimistic about the team. We're competing with Buffalo. Right. We beat them once. We had them beat this time. A year, two years ago, we were getting our we butts kicked by get, Buffalo. We would have been we're getting game demolished over by halftime. Yeah. Two, a few weeks ago, we played the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, we lost to Brock Purdy, uh, a rookie. Kid's pretty good. He, he hasn't lost. <laughs> yeah, because you beat and, Brady and, there. And that day. defense is the best in, in football right, right now. No, in Shanahan. I mean, Shanahan's yeah. the beast. 
And plus, he, he knows everything that McDaniel yeah, was exactly. going to do, you know? And even then, McDaniel, that game we lost because Tua played bad. Right, right. The the next game, we, we lost to the Chargers because the Chargers just had our, our number. And they they played up to our to our scheme. They knew exactly what we were going to do. And there were some tough calls in that game, too, against the Chargers. Yeah, but our, our guys were not open. They were not open in that game. It was but something that they saw from the probably the San Francisco game that obviously it's a cap, copycat league. And Absolutely. once they once a team sees how a team um, gets exposed, just dominates another team, they they will do it until yeah. the team learns how to correct their mistakes. But props to to Mike McDaniel because it looks like this week Buffalo didn't know what. What right, right. Miami was going to do I when. was going to say, if he doesn't adjust after two games in a row of the offense looking bad, then... And Sherfield and... and, and I, I'm not going to blame Tyreek Hill because he does so much and for this team, but, but like, Sherfield had that drop in the end zone. The oh. first thing Hill did was send out a tweet, say, I am never going to play this bad in my life yep. again. And he said... Accountability. I like him. Which which <laughs> is, is a rarity in 2022. Right. Yeah, nobody yes. wants to take... No. Nobody <laughs> wants to be accountable for their actions. But guys, you know, I'm, I admit, I'm, I'm not the biggest soccer guy in the world. Even though for, for about 16 years, I, I covered soccer for Telemundo and Univision. And I, I produced for all those years. And, and I had to know the sport like the back of my hand. But, you know, it's not, it's not something that I grew up watching. But the World Cup, every time, every time the World Cup comes, it, I, I watch it. And this year, I mean, for all the controversy in Qatar and all that, it may have been one of the most competitive World Cups I've seen in, in a while. 100%. I think Messi stamped that in the best player in the world, right? He stamped it, put the stamp on it, right? That's so good. You so know what? Growing, growing up, and, you know, Chris has a, a, a Canes hat, and he, he's a Dolphins guy, too. I saw him with a Dolphins hat the other day, too. You know, my and, – and this sucks for me as a kid. All my favorite players in every sport – Dan Marino, Don Mattingly, Charles Barkley. What do they have in common? No rings. No rings. No rings. I suffered as a kid. <laughs> I love the Miami Heat, but I love Charles Barkley. When the Suns lost to the Bulls, I, I was about 13, and I, I cried like if I was three years old. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, like no, no rings for any of them. I'm glad Messi won because it sucks to see a guy be an idol, be the guy, and not be able to win like the, the biggest, biggest stage, prize. Yeah. And and he played he played like the he best player in the top. world. He's he on his top. way out, right? He's on his way out. I mean, I know the he reconsidered right? his retirement. He says he's, he's so gonna he's, come he's back re-energized. to the national team. To the national team. Oh, he's okay. back, yeah. I was like, but but he, may he still come to Inter yeah. Miami? Is he is he still gonna come or or what's up with that? But nice. but no, props to props to Argentina. You know, they played they really their their butts off and and dude, he was going up against a twenty three year old. Tough, tough team. Against Mbappé. Yeah, yep. that guy is Mbappe's good. He's like LeBron size, right? That guy's yeah, he's huge. A, he's a big dude. He Jesus. had a hat trick in the in the final game of the World Cup. That's amazing. I don't know if you guys caught this. I think it was in the semifinal game when he was <laughs> he was warming up and he kicked a ball into the stands and he nailed a a a French oh. fan in the face, and the guy was bleeding. He looked I like he was that. knocked out. <laughs> and Mbappe's like, "Are you okay?" And this guy's like, "Play on. in another world, dude." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this, and I, and I saw that in um, I was covering an MLS game, and Michael Bradley, who used to play for the U.S. team, was playing against uh, Chicago Fire. Kicks one into the stands and hits this older gentleman in the face, and I, I felt so bad. But dude, it happens when you're at a game. Don't look at your phone. <laughs> just look ahead. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you don't want to. You don't want to get. You don't want to get hit in the face. But um, 
But big props to Andres Cantor, who, who you know, he called the World Cup for, for Telemundo. I had mixed reactions from friends about what happened. When he called the last goal in, in the PKs, he started crying. I heard you know, that, he's Argentinian. Yeah. I saw that. Sense of pride. He's been covering Argentinian soccer since he was a, a kid. And he just let loose, man, and started crying. And I had people thinking it was the greatest thing in the world. I thought it was pretty damn cool. You know, him being a friend, I used to work with the guy. But other people told me, that's not very professional. What, what do you think? I think that anytime you show who you are and you show your emotions, especially or something like that from your country. Yeah. I love it. I think it's okay. I love it. It's it gave perfect. me goosebumps when I, I saw it. Me it too. gave me goosebumps. I mean, it's, that's, I think, one of the toughest championships to win. Yep. Right? Um, but yeah, I saw it. It gave me goosebumps when I saw it. It was a great call. We got to give a little bit of a shout out to uh, Jonathan Rondon's grandfather. Yes, he's been out there the over there oh, the wow. entire time in Qatar. He works nice. for Telemundo or Univision. Telemundo. Uni Telemundo. Telemundo. And he's out there running the cameras. Nice, and he sent nice, me a nice. picture of uh, him with a Didi hat on. I'm gonna sh make sure to post that. But he's <laughs> been over there since the beginning, and we're looking forward to having him back. Yeah, his wife uh, told me the other day. He's like, hey, he's coming back. You know, he FaceTimes little Jonathan awesome. all the time. Awesome, so man, awesome. you know. Cool to, awesome, cool to have him back. And, and yeah, dude, I, I, I worked this for many years. It's, it's a grind. It's a grind. That's why, why I do what I, what I do now. Once my son was born, I was like, I can't. I, I, I can't. Home. I can't do all that. I loved Absolutely. it. Did it for many years. Have hardware, you know, um, but, but no. Like, you know, I can't anymore. But, <laughs> but props to the people that still do it. I, I love all of them. And, and yeah. So, uh, so, guys, man, thank you, Chris. David, thank you for being on. Thank you guys thank so much. This, this, this was fun. You know, I'm, we, we need, I, I need to eat after this. I'll probably pass by Chick-fil-A because I'm sure my family already, already ate. And that chicken sandwich is damn good. But, uh, but Mike, successful, successful draft. Number 11. Oh, yeah, draft. Killed it, man. Can't I'm wait so to go over my roster. Wait. Now we'll uh, wait a couple days and we'll let everything settle in. Make sure nobody backs out because you never know. People will pull out and... And uh, we'll get this going, man. Super excited. Exactly. Opening day a month away from tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wow. wait. The first Seven Christmas, teams. New Year's. Let's do it. And, Mike, we have some good guests coming up soon. We sure what do. What am I going to say? Super but, excited. But we're excited for Very those. Excited. And, uh, and, yeah, thank you for listening in. And this has been Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. See ya.